This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Do you have your puffed products on hand? <laughs> I do. I have a bag of puffed products here in me the too. closet with me. And I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. <laughs> and this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and... Well, we don't even share it with each other. Nope, but but apparently now we always start the show by by asking the uh, our traditional question, <laughs> do you have your puffed products, Andy? <laughs> yeah, today's episode is all about uh, puffed products, aka puffed snacks or extruded snacks. You may know them by the brand name Pop Chips. Yes. But like I think some of the things that that I bought are not really quite made in the same way. And you know what? I don't care because I don't play by the rules. Oh, that's how I always think of you, Matthew. Yeah. That's right. Yep. So this episode I wear a leather jacket. (laughs) I got like whichever whichever I know people are talking about hair parts a lot. Like if I had hair, I would part it. Hair parts? Do you mean like the parts of an actual (laughs) strand of hair? Or (laughs) yeah, yeah. People are talking about the follicle, the I the can't stamen. think of one. Is that uh, yeah, a the stamen, the, the pistol, the ovary. <laughs> People are talking about all of these of these classic hair parts. The the peach fuzz. Um, yes. If I anyway, if I had hair, I would part it in whatever is the most rebellious way. Great. Okay. This episode was suggested by listener Christina. Thank you, <laughs> listener Christina. Yeah, I said, should we call, just call it Pop Chips because that's the name everyone knows. And Molly's like, no, we can do whatever we want. We don't play by the rules. Well, we're going to call the episode Puffed Products. Yeah, so when this- it pops up in your podcast, <laughs> your podcast player, people are going to be like, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll just wait till next week. You know, it reminds me of um, what what is that like company GoPuff or something like that's founded on the idea of like food delivery, like because you're high and you've got the munchies. I haven't heard of this, but I'm not surprised it exists. Yeah, I, I have a family member who used to work for that company. Oh wow! Yeah, and it, that that would be your your seven year old. Yeah. Uh, anyway, okay. So Matthew, let's go down memory lane. What memory lane do you have of puffed products? I sort of vaguely remember when these hit the shelves, but I don't think I tried them at that time. Except, you know what? Probably the first time I tried one of these puff snacks was when they set up a little table inside the Broadway QFC and said, would you like to try this free product? And then you like taste it and then you have to say, mm, that's good. And then pretend that maybe you'll buy it. Yeah, my daughter loves those little like food sampling stations. Oh, of course. Kids I... love the. I mean, I also do. <laughs> 
I don't really. I'm always. I mean, the like, stuff is rarely good, but I still true. like free food. Well, the way that I came to know of these chips was through my then father-in-law, who I think is like really the perfect category in in the snack industry. He is, you know, health conscious, but he likes to snack. You think they have a framed photo of him in the boardroom at, at Pop Enterprises or they're whatever? Like, they're like, this is our target audience. Yep. Anyway, I remember him picking up, if not um, a bag of pop chips, maybe like pop corners, which I think we're also going to be tasting yes. today, which are a bit different. We'll talk more about about you know how these were marketed, but I I was really turned off by the marketing of it, and so I oh, have not yeah, I have not eaten very many of these. Yeah, same here. Like if if something is marketed as like healthy food in a bag, I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't need this. Yeah. Well, let's uh, let's get on with with what this category is. Okay. Shall you tell we? me you did you did the research for this episode and it sounds like it was it was an intense bout of research. <laughs> uh, this research was challenging to do because as you can imagine, you enter in the the search term puffed products to Google and like really not much happens. So you have to start drilling down into other search terms like puffed snacks, extruded snacks. Yes, this is generally what happens when you make up a term and then try <laughs> and search for it. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, puffed <laughs> snacks, also known as extruded snacks, are a category in the snack industry. And this is like a big and growing category. Oh, yeah. This is like the, 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 I don't know what new trendy thing. Four it's years like ago. The, it's it's it, it, what's a like a popular series. It's like the Fast and Furious of snacks. Oh my god, you love Fast and Furious so much. I do. I I, it I believe is your favorite movie franchise. I, I think F nine is coming out in April or May, probably VOD. And like, I don't care how oh. much they're charging for it on day one. I if it's thirty six dollars, I'm gonna pay it. Oh my god. Okay. I hope that that the readers who are active on our subreddit are I hope they're talking right now about your love for Fast and Furious. Maybe you guys can have like a, a watch party. Maybe we can have a watch party. Maybe we can have a thread where we rank, you know, the or the movies from best to worst in our personal pantheon. Cool. Okay. Okay, so puffed snacks. Okay, puffed, puffed snacks. products. Yeah, okay. So in general, what what this refers to is sort of this like a hybrid thing, this like air popped chip cracker popcorn thing like it doesn't exist in nature okay okay, <laughs> okay. they didn't they didn't find a, a like a, a field of of uh, puffed puffed products growing uh, no. or like a mine no no and and it wasn't just like somebody like you know you can imagine how like potato chips came to be like that somebody sliced a potato and dropped it in like a pan of oil and then they were like oh this is yummy no no this was much more complicated well okay. i mean that's how that's how potato chips are made is right. you take a potato and you drop it in a pan of oil well sli you slice it first yes <laughs> no you just drop all you just drop whole a whole potato, potato. And then it explodes. Like th this sounds like we're making a chip commercial, right? That okay. like you would drop a potato into a kettle of oil, and like chips would explode out of it. Yes! Oh kettle my god! Chips. You could hire us. Like we'll give you that idea for uh, I don't know seven hundred thousand dollars. Okay. So anyway, puffed snacks are this like hybrid. Think like chip meets a cracker meets like right. the concept of popcorn. Okay. Now you keep saying meats, but there's no meats involved. Right? No, there are no meats okay. involved. In fact, th these tend to be made with you know uh, things that aren't just like 
potato or corn. People really like to use these as a vehicle for shoving protein into people and vegetables. Yes. Now, having now you said that this is like not something found in nature. It's a new product. <laughs> but if you look at the back of the Pop Chips bag, it says the classics stand the test of time. For example, combining potatoes and sea salt dates back to the year 1000 BC. Nice uh, try, Pop Chips. Wh- who does this kind of nonsense? <laughs> I mean, I think probably oh. it goes back well before that. Oh, my God. This is th- OK. Hold on. Let me finish here and then we'll yeah, get around yeah, yeah. to Pop Chips. Okay, so uh, so these puffed snacks, they're often made with gluten-free wheat alternatives. They're, many of them are like low sugar, and they're marketed with all these, you know, hypey words like light and clean. Oh, my yes. God, clean, <laughs> healthier. Anyway, they do tend to have like fewer and simpler ingredients than some other chips. And snacky yeah, things? Yeah, I mean, I think it depends. Because, like, like Lay's, you know, that that one, our, our plain potato chip uh, tasting, mm-hmm. are really just potatoes and oil and salt. Yes, that's true. That's true. Whereas, um, whereas Cool Ranch Doritos have 150 ingredients. <laughs> every one of them absolutely necessary. So, yeah, these do, you know, it, like, if you see, um, like, a lentil chip or something. Right. It probably fits under the category of, of, puff, of a puffed snack. Cauliflower chip chips, like things like that. Granted, there is often flour of some sort to bind these things. So, or, uh, or some kind of starch also, yes, right? Yes, exactly. So anyway, these things are made in a way that I still struggle to... I think this is going to be an opportunity for our listeners to send in drawings. I still struggle to picture how these are made. Is there a video? I couldn't find a video, but okay. I, you know, I got real tired researching this stuff and maybe I gave up too soon. Okay. Anyway, most of these puffed snacks are made through a combination of heat and pressure. So one of the most common methods is extrusion, uh, in which like a mixture of ingredients is forced through a tube with a tiny opening. Okay, like against its will. Do you know anything else that is forced through a tube with a tiny opening? Do, do you want me to answer? <laughs> do you want me to like let you deliver the punchline of this joke that you're so proud of? <laughs> Okay, it's fine. I'll move on. A baby, it's a baby. everybody. It's a baby. Anyway, so that's so ba- how ex- babies are like are like are pop extruded humans. snacks. <laughs> that's oh, my that's my they're... cute animal of the week. It's popped humans, <laughs> aka babies. Okay. Anyway, anyway, so what happens is. As you are forcing this mixture of ingredients through a tube with a tiny opening, pressure and heat build up. And the pressure and heat vaporize the moisture inside the mixture and create steam that both cooks the mixture and puffs it up with air. Okay. Okay? I mean, like, in principle, I understand what you're saying, but you're right. Like, it's weird that this works, right? It is really weird that this works. Um, We're going to talk more. And it makes you think (laughs) about, like, all the things they must have tried extruding in this way that didn't puff. And must have looked ridiculous and probably broke the machine. Well, and, and the interesting thing is that, like, the the sort of early in the, the puffed food snack production manufacturing journey, uh, the, the products were most often made from cornmeal. I guess this lent itself particularly well to these extrusion, you know, right. heat and pressure situations. But then innovations in the machinery have enabled them to use all these other ingredients like, you know, lentils and whatever yeah. to uh, to puff these things full of hot air. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Yeah. No. One thing I didn't get that that occurred to, occurred to me later. You know, like like uh, that for a while, like the uh, the snack to give your your kids was like the puffy like yes, uh, those like uh, yogurt puff things. Oh no, I was going to say the ones that look like pea pods, so you can pretend it's vegetables. Yes. Yes. Right. Um, and, and I didn't get those. Or the yogurt ones. Yeah, no, there's there is so much puffed stuff on the market. And I, I do think that we should specify that what we're talking about here are, I think, exclusively things that act like and look like chips. Exactly. That was so, that was the criterion I used. So we're not doing like Cheetos puffs or anything related, you know, Pirates Booty. We're not doing those like weird yogurt puff things for babies that come in like tennis ball cans. Right. Now, having said that, like do you think they could puff pepperoni? Because I would be so into that. Well, it's got so much protein and there's yeah. not a lot of starch in there. And but I can't imagine... we at least try? Oh, yeah. Well, you could have like a pepperoni flavored puff. I mean, why don't you have your pop chip pepperoni pop chip? Okay, that's a good idea. Okay, I'll write, I'll write to pop chips. Speaking of pop chips, I, I want to... I wanna, we're going to do a little deep dive here into pop chips because they were kind of the the market what's the term for like the first one of the first things pioneer? Of its category. A were pioneer. They a pioneer they were a pioneer were they were they on the vanguard yeah yeah they were they were okay so anyway hold on i'm gonna i'm gonna look at my bag here were they so, the first mover oh they've changed the slogan oh okay <laughs> okay so the slogan that i saw online for pop chips was think popped Never fried, never baked. And I was like, what kind of slogan is that? <laughs> like, that, that's not a slogan. Well, it's Think funny. The never popped? baked part is really funny because, like, never I fried, understand ne- that people people have a phobia of fried foods, but I've never <laughs> but like, I just got to cut down on how much baked, <laughs> baked. stuff I'm eating. <laughs> <laughs> well, so now with the bag, the, you That's very that. funny. That is very funny. But to be fair, like, some people are like, oh, I got to eat fewer baked goods. Mm. Mm-hmm. But but baked right. chips baked chips are not a thing people usually avoid, right? When can I start eating chips? Hold by on the way? just a second. But now the bag says never fried, always real. Thanks. Okay, so you can go ahead and open these. Okay, and, yeah, we should uh, definitely cheese plate wise, we should definitely start with it. Pop the, chips, potato, and sea salt. Right? Yeah. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna put my mic down and open the bag. I'm gonna oh, taste one. Oh, by the one. way, warning: this episode is gonna have so much crunching. I, I got a, oh God, my bag is not opening cleanly. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, God. I made a real mess of this. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh at your misfortune, but that's what I'm doing. Okay. Hang on. Oh, so these, co- hold on. Can you hear me enough? I mean, I'm back here in the back. Yeah, kind of. Oh, this is tastier than I expected. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah. I mean. I do like the crunch, but. Yeah, would I, would I snack on these? Certainly. Are they as good as a potato chip? I don't think mm, so. No. Okay, what's in these? Dried potato, sunflower and or safflower oil, rice flour, potato starch, sea salt, and salt. Okay. You know what these are like that what? Uh, that is very nostalgic for me? Here's my memory lane. Before there were pop chips, and I, I think this was like more like traditionally fried product, but there was this thing called O'Boise's that I'm pretty sure we've talked about on the show before, mm-hmm. which were a, uh, a potato chip that they couldn't call a potato chip because it wasn't made from sliced potatoes. It was made from a batter. And so they were like kind of like puffy and bubbly and really, really light and light in their crunch. Mm-hmm. And uh, their their slogan was, oh, boys, these are oh, boisterous. And uh, th- I think they were called oh, boys, because like they were made in Boise, Idaho, or were supposed to uh, indicate that because that's potato country. Mm-hmm. And uh, they weren't on the market for very long, but I liked them. Oh, I like it. I like it. 
Mm. Yeah, I like these fine. I don't think I'm going to buy them again no. when, when potato chips continue to exist. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let me... Until until uh, those, uh, the the you know the liberals in Congress ban potato chips, I'm going to keep buying them. Okay, hold on. Let's get back to um, to how these came to be. Okay, so I read an article in Forbes. I think this might be the first article I've ever read in Forbes. You don't you don't have a subscription to Forbes? <laughs> no. All right, Keith Belling, CEO and co-founder of Pop Chips, said. We set out to do something completely different by applying the science of one product to another. So what he's referring to here is his 2005 purchase and conversion of a rice cake plant in L.A., and like the the way that he retooled it to make a new kind of potato chip, applying the same like heat and pressure process okay. to potato stuff that that had been applied to <laughs> potato rice. stuff. Well, because I want to be clear here, like it doesn't seem obvious to me. I, I'm about to tell you how like rice cakes are made and it doesn't seem obvious to me how this would translate to potatoes well okay but we need to be thinking as we go through this episode of like you know we're not gonna like make our our buck what's what's a good expression for for getting rich it's not make our buck um we're not gonna we're not mm. gonna make our first billion in the podcasting industry. We need to buy a food mm-hmm. factory yes. and convert it to producing a slightly different food using the same methods. You know, so we need to think about what that's gonna be. Maybe some sort of bottled chip. Oh, a bottled chip. Like we Ooh, buy like a like has- a an old Coca Cola bottling plant. Yes. and uh, and just throw potatoes into the machine and see what happens. Yes. Okay, more on that in a minute. Or throw pepperoni. What about what about like kind of a bottled like like crispy pepperoni beverage? Okay, well I love that you are suggesting like uh, beverages because thanks Keith Belling, uh-huh. once again CEO and co-founder of Pop Chips, was apparently motivated by the success of vitamin water. Like, dude yeah. was obsessed with like vitamin water and how it had taken the market by storm and then like sold to Coca-Cola for $4 billion or something. So, so Keith Belling, CEO and co-founder of Pop Chips, he adopted like virtually every strategy that vitamin water had used. And he said, I hope Pop Chips will be the vitamin water of the snack aisle. Yeah, this is like... I don't know how to describe this genre exactly, but like, uh, you know, I I work for a company and like sometimes uh, we're like, uh, you know, suggested that we read like a business book or something. And like, so I've read books about like, like, you know, marketing and customer service and stuff. And there's this, this like idolizing of successful brands that I find to be like the least interesting thing in the world just just like you know like how does you know how does pepsi do what it does and like connect with consumers like wow like there's almost nothing i give less of a fuck about yes i i and yeah totally i do agree. love your the corporate history that you bring to any show that we do on corporate food oh I, no i mean i i know me that you can respect my research abilities and still find keith belling's motivations to exactly. be stupid yeah, you're you're great, Keith Belling. I'm not. I I withhold judgment, except I'm being very judgy. Though I do like pop chips better than I thought I would. Yeah, for sure. Okay, hang on though. I wanna I wanna talk a little bit about like how rice cakes or puffed rice cakes, like the things that you know that our moms probably like 
bought in the 80s. Oh, I ate tons of rice cakes in the 80s. Oh, my God. For sure. My mom was perpetually on a diet in the 80s. And so I think that, you know, she really liked rice cakes as like... um, a food that was diet friendly, like you could put peanut butter on it and you essentially had like no calories. Sure, exactly. Anyway, okay, so let's talk about how those rice cakes are made. And for the record, I really like like a good, like a salted rice cake. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, they're not bad at all. Like I can still get way down on that stuff. I don't think I've had one in many years. I haven't either, but there was a time. Did we do an episode? On rice cakes? I don't know, we but should, we'll, you know, here's we'll what we find should out. do. Yeah, I want to do an episode on rice cakes, which maybe we already did. I'm looking it up now. We haven't. Okay. So let's do an episode on rice cakes one week, and then the following episode, let's do an episode on rice cakes in the sense of like the sliced Korean rice cakes that you can put in a soup or stir oh, fry that are like, that are like chewy. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? And it'll just say rice cakes, and then rice cakes again, and people will be like, "Oh, they made a mistake." They posted last week's episode again, but but we'll know better. Oh yes, this sounds so fun. And uh, you know, you know who will be the the object of this prank ourselves when people don't bother to listen to that episode. Yeah. Okay. Hold on, Matthew. Can I talk about how rice cakes are made? Please. Okay. Get your pencil ready and see if you can draw this. Okay. For rice cakes, grains of rice are hydrated to a specific percentage, generally between 14 and 18% of the weight of the rice. Then they are placed in small quantities in the cylindrical chamber of a rice cake puffing machine. Okay. There, metal plates compress the moistened rice patty. I guess that's now what we're calling the small quantity uh, a moistened rice patty is where they grow rice. <laughs> right. It does seem that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. Their metal plates compress the moistened rice patty and heat it for a few seconds to temperatures of 400 degrees Fahrenheit or higher. The upper plate is then lifted, causing the rice grains to puff due to the sudden release of water vapor as a result of flash vaporization. The softened rice fuses together and forms the cake. All right. I, so, I can get get behind that. Thank you to Serious Eats for explaining that. We'll we'll link to uh, the Serious Eats okay. piece where I found that explanation. But so apparently Pop Chips does the same thing but with potato starch. All right. I, I can I get it. So they put so, some starch in the in the rice cake machine. And it's, it's like a smaller hydrated machine. Starch, hydrated right? starch. So so uh like a so I okay, have, it can't be just potato starch, though. Right? I mean, well, so it says on the, the container, dried potato, rice flour, potato starch. Right. I think they're using something similar to, like, instant mashed potatoes, maybe. Oh, okay. This is a wild guess. Like, so exciting. Can While we're speculating, let's taste the next uh, yes. sort of, uh, the next thing adjacent on the cheese plate. And I think that's... The Lay's poppable. Oh, okay. Sea salt. So here is my. This is a really uh, different thing. Here's my guilty admission. Yeah, this is much made much more like a potato chip, I think, because it, it is fried. I opened these two days ago, and they're almost gone. So wait, hold on. Why are these called poppables? I think these have nothing to do with puffed snacks. Well, I think they sort of do because they're made from a batter. I mean, the first ingredient is dried potatoes, but it's like. 
It's like if you made the batter that they're going to use to make the pop chips, but then you like made it in the shape of a Crispix and fried it instead mm. of puffing it. These taste like buttered mashed potatoes. Yeah, I think these are very good. Okay, but can we can we find a way to describe what they look like? Well, if you're familiar with the cereal Crispix, they look like that. They're oh, like, but, but they're bigger. They're bigger they're and bigger puffier. Than, they're a little bigger than a quarter. Mm-hmm. They're puffy. I would say they're easily a half inch. They like, look like you know, like a, a uh, half inch a deep mesh bag that you that you put your like delicates in when you're doing yes. laundry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but ed- more edible. Wait a minute, this has absolutely nothing to do with a puffed product. Well, this I mean, is- I put it on the list because it said poppable, so I assumed it was the same. It's not, but it sure is tasty. It's not. Tastes like um, it tastes like instant mashed potatoes. Yeah, I would buy this again. My only complaint about this product is that because it's so light and airy like you can't get enough of it into a bowl unless you use like quite a large bowl and then you feel like a like a real uh sasquatch which is fine i love that sasquatch is is where you arrived with that yeah like um, sasquatch and i like to get together and sit on the couch i mean during non-covid times of course yeah <laughs> sit on no, sit on the couch with a huge bowl of Lay's Poppables. So, Matthew, I know you have six different types of puffed snacks over oh, there. Oh, we only ended up receiving five from our QFC order. Uh, I was only able to get four from my QFC order. Okay, so what else What else do you have? So I've got the Popcorners, yep. kettle, kettle Corn, and I've got Pop Chips Crazy Hot. Uh, okay, I've got Pop Chips Crazy Hot. I've got the Popcorners. I, no, I got the White Cheddar Popcorners is what I ended up with. Oh, God. I, I indicated on my order, like, no substitutions. Oh, okay. I've got something that seems pretty unpromising, which is Simple Truth Popped Protein Crisp yeah, barbecue I, flavor. I was not sad that that was unavailable. Okay, so what are we doing next? Is it the, the one we both have, the, uh, the Pop Chips Crazy Hot? Okay, let's do the Crazy Hot. Let's do it. These Pop Chip bags are difficult to open. They have a little notch at the top, which makes you think, oh, it's just going to tear so nicely. And it doesn't. I got to say, mine are tearing so nicely. Okay. Eh. What kind of what kind of pepper do you think this is supposed to be? Hmm. Mm. It's a very um, a vinegary pepper flavor. Yeah, you know there I mean? is vinegar. There's a lot of annatto color. I'm not, I'm not a big fan of these. But I'll eat them. I'm not going to throw them yeah, away. Yeah, no, no. I mean, they're they're better than no snack. They taste like real chilies, don't you think? Like this has like a like a fruity chili flavor. Yeah, the overall experience is just like kind of unbalanced to me somehow. Again, like I am I am going to finish the bag, but I don't like it as much as the plain, and oh. certainly not as much as the lays. Hold on, hold on. This is chili pepper, red chilies, and a hint of cheddar cheese. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah, I I like that. Hold on, I, I gotta go. Milk. I gotta go cleanse my palate with a, a plain one. Oh, oh yeah, me too. Oh, the plain tastes really boring after that. Disney Plus and Hulu are better together in the Disney Bundle with new movies and series. On Disney Plus, experience the full Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with new main show performances and acoustic collection. On Hulu, follow the fantastical evolution of Bella Baxter, played by Emma Stone in the award-winning film Poor Things. All of these and more streaming this month. Get the Disney Bundle with Disney Plus and Hulu. Terms apply. See DisneyBundle.com for details. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
I'm going to now have a poppable again. I'm going to eat a lingerie bag. Yeah, we use those for to wash our masks. <laughs> we do too. I thought you meant a poppable. <laughs> yes, we. Uh, <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know what that would look like. Okay, so Matthew, you know, I, I was trying to understand kind of the science around what creates a feeling of satiety. Satiety. Oh. Is Interesting. That is that it? Satiety, I think. Is that how you or, pronounce it? I think that's right. Like I always I always like for years before I ever heard someone say it assumed it was pronounced satiety. I don't think so. I don't either, but I kinda like you know what? They I just opened the simple truth popped protein crisps barbecue flavor. Pretty good. Okay. I just I'm bothered by I don't love like food that is marketed on functional oh, terms. It drives me nuts. I don't I don't want to buy macronutrients or micronutrients. I just want to buy like food. Right. <laughs> oh, Matthew, I loved how you delivered that. There was just something about your tone of voice. It was great. Thank you. Anyway, what I was going to say is I have no idea. Okay, oh, no, in texture, fact, I'm going to go a step further. I, w- I want to buy food that contains no macronutrients or micronutrients. <laughs> okay, wait, I just remembered Salt, what I was going to say. for example. I remembered what I was going to say. Okay. So apparently, like a, a lot of what leads to a feeling of being satiated, texture. Okay. But then I got confused in the article I was reading and couldn't figure out whether, <clears throat> like it, it, at one point in the article, it seemed like it meant that like, so that these are designed, you know, in part like to be a really satisfying textural experience, which they yeah. are. Yeah. But at the same time, there is so little actual nutrient going on here. That- That's the other thing. So these Lay's Poppables, it's like three seventy nine for a bag, and the bag is five ounces. So it's mostly air. Yeah. Well, and the other thing is, so I eat a little bowl of potato chips pretty much every single day. Okay. Are they usually uh, kettle jalapeno? Uh, either kettle jalapeno or kettle sea salt. Not okay. the not the crinkle ones, the regular yeah, ones. Yeah. Anyway. The brown um, bag. We always have potato chips in the house. And pretty much at some point, like after 3 p.m. or so, my, like, I, I decide it is time for my bowl of chips. But it has to be after 3 p.m. Because- well, that's... It's it's usually like that's around like when I get a little munchy after lunch. Okay. Got it? Yeah. And there is something really satisfying about fried chips. I mean, obviously, like they have fat in them, which is a satisfying experience for my body on many levels. Yeah. Not to say that this is what I reach for when I'm hungry, but I have to think that like, I don't know, later today, if I fill up a bowl of pop chips and have that instead of my bowl of potato chips, I just somehow feel like my body is not going to be fooled. I agree. I I had the same thought. Like, I think, yeah, your, your body's not stupid and it can tell the difference between air and oil. Yes. Okay, hold on. I'm opening my these. my body. On the other hand, is pretty stupid. <laughs> okay, I'm opening these popcorners, and now that I see oh, yeah. these, I'm remembering that these are what my my former father-in-law really liked. Okay, uh, I, I like the name. So it's these very are silly. These are triangular. These um they are made from. Hold on, what is it? They're made mm. from corn, right? Hold on. Yeah, yellow corn. This is just yellow corn. Sunflower oil, cane sugar, and sea salt. This is the sweet and salty kettle corn popcorner. Okay, yeah, I I ended up with the white cheddar of these. They taste a lot like a rice cake to me. Not bad. Oh, whoa. 
this tastes like stale kettle corn with mm. butter flavoring. Yeah, no mind that last. I mean, the... don't get me wrong. I just Ooh. put a I just put a second one in my mouth, and I'm gonna keep going. I just got one that was like a little like thin and kind of over overcooked, and that was the best one. These make me feel a little desperate somehow. Yeah, I think it feels like a substitute. Yeah, I mean, it's like. You you wanted a nacho cheese Dorito, but you're going to have to settle for this. Or this is it's, like, you wanted kettle corn. Yeah, kettle corn is very tasty. You wanted kettle corn, and instead you get the crunchy and wholesome popped corn snack. You know what is a great snack is actual popcorn. You know what like, is a great snack? Actual popcorn, indeed. Yes. Like every, I don't remember to do it as often as I would like, but like when it's like, you know, 3 p.m. crunchy snack time. Uh, and like, I remember, oh, we have popcorn and we have oil. I can, I can make something the whole family is going to come running for in about eight minutes. I've never made popcorn. Oh, you gotta. Yeah. Here's how you do it. You uh, put put a pot on the stove, like medium to medium high heat, like a saucepan. Put in three kernels and uh, three tablespoons of vegetable oil. Put the lid on and wait until you hear one of them pop. Then put in a third cup of popcorn uh, and take it off the heat for about a minute. Then put it back on the heat, shake it, uh, and uh, let it with the lid on. Let it all pop. When uh, the popping is slowed down to like over a second between pops. Uh, take it off, dump it in a bowl, season it with salt. You're done. Wow, God, Matthew, do you remember when? So so simple. Do you remember when sometimes after we would record episodes where we would have to eat like a bunch of dumb food, we would get really sleepy, and yeah. then I would take a nap on your sofa before driving to like go pick my child up from school or whatever. But then you'd be awakened from your nap by the sound of popping popcorn. No, no, but I just I miss hanging out at your house and sleeping on your sofa. Yeah, I know. Oh man, like. It's. It was like the ultimate, like um, unexpected adult, like like you don't expect as an adult to have a job where you can just take a little cat nap on your coworker's sofa before leaving know, and, re- right? and resuming your adult life. I mean, I think and, maybe you could do that at like some sort of like cool startup where they have Nerf guns. And, yeah, and I don't. I don't. Wanna, I don't want to work at one of those places. I don't either. <laughs> Um, I, mean, I sort of so, do work at one of those places, but it's remote, so we'd have the, the Nerf guns would have to be very powerful for us to be able to shoot each other with them. Yeah, I I don't want to work at one of those places, and no, so, you don't. Um, I can't. I mean, don't get me wrong. I I really I don't mind sitting in my closet with all my dirty laundry right now, mm-hmm. and a bag uh, and a, a paper grocery bag filled with bags of chips. But I'd like to come over and take a nap on your sofa right now. It's just different right. from my sofa. I, I feel like this is going to happen pretty soon. Matthew, I am like at the bottom of of the list for vaccination. Supply, supply is on the rise. Yeah, okay. I'm trying to stay positive. Work with me here. Yes, th- my, it's going to happen dad, soon. My dad got his first shot yesterday. My mom is getting hers on Wednesday. Oh, congratulations, Richard and Judy. This is great. My mom has had her first shot. Awesome. No, she's had her second shot now. She got her second shot a couple days ago. That's great. God, it's really, really great. Okay. Anyway, so I, I think that we liked these more than we thought. Is that fair to yeah, say? Yeah, like a more more than I thought. And and like the, the one that's like the most fried was certainly my favorite, the Lay's Poppable, which yeah. doesn't really fit the snacking category. So that's the one I'm probably going to buy again when it's on sale. I'm going to finish the other ones and the the like uh, offensively marketed marketed protein crisps were better than I expected. But I'm not excited about these 
and I didn't expect to be. Have we ever done an episode on like shrimp crackers, like shrimp cakes? Oh, like uh, crew puck? Yeah, yes. we have not. That's a good idea. Oh that Those God. are the original puff snacks, right? Yes. Oh, my God. Okay. We have identified in this episode, like in, in the negative space around this episode, we've identified a lot of episodes to be done. Yeah, that's true. Two kinds of rice cakes, shrimp shrimp chips. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm really excited because I love the way that those feel when they start to break down on your tongue. Yeah, I love how, have you ever had gado gado, like like the Indonesian like like salad with peanut dressing and lots of toppings? No. Oh, it's really good. And like one of the toppings usually is like shrimp chips that you like crumble on. Really good. Oh my good. God, that sounds brilliant. Okay, okay, we're, we're all right. Okay, yes. Coming soon to a spilled milk near you. All right. Uh, all right, Matthew, let's, let's move into our segments. Let's move into our segments. Just like um, uh, insects do, like especially like... like <laughs> What's a, what's a especially segmented insect? Like oh, a caterpillar? I I guess. Although, I mean, what I was centipede, thinking... Centipede. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking of like centipedes or even like wasps or hornets. I mean, those are quite, quite nipped in at the waist. Very segmented. Is a centipede like the larva of some kind of flying insect or is it like good to go like fully like an adult? Oh, I'm pretty sure that a centipede is its own thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's Unfortunately, we'll never know. June recently had a whole, uh, they've been, you know, sort of learning about like, like, like which things have basic, the most segments, basic forms of, of animal life. So like arthropods and mollusks and things like that. Oh, they're learning about phyla. Yes. There you go. Uh, they're not using that term. But anyway, um, there sounds was a like, lot sounds of talk. Sounds like her school isn't very rigorous. There was a lot of talk <laughs> lately around about arthropods over here. Yeah. The arthropods are, are by far the most the most common kind of animal. Oh, they are. Oh yeah. Oh, cool. There's there's more there's more species of insects than like everything else combined. I think that's so cool. Let's in our in our next life, let's be more segmented. Let's let's all try to be more segmented. All right. So spilled, and let's start by going into our segments. God, spilled mail. Take it away, Matthew. So um, this is from listener Meg Wheels, and it comes from the the Reddit. I'm I'm defining this this spilled mail a little more broadly because we don't always get an email at contact at spilledmilkpodcast.com. Uh, so listener Meg Wheels asked on Reddit. So I've inherited this from my mom and grandma that you can't eat the same thing for lunch and dinner, like not even the same type of food. As an adult, I know this is silly, but I just ate some leftover soup for lunch before I realized I'm also making soup for dinner tonight. And for a moment, I thought, oh, no, I can't eat soup again. So what are your views on eating the same thing for lunch and dinner? You know, this is really interesting. I love this kind of me too musing because I instinctively feel the same way. Me too. It's not like it's some sort of rule that was handed down to me or something that someone said. It's like this internal meter that I have for like uh, wanting a certain diversity of uh, of like uh, foods in the day. Yes, and for me, like so, I think having like exactly the same thing, like some leftovers for lunch and the same leftover for dinner that feels pretty sad to me Mm -hmm. like the same class of thing like if I had like one kind of soup for lunch and a different soup for dinner I feel pretty good about that and there's a big exception for pizza which is like any kind of pizza for lunch and any kind of like the same pizza or different pizza for dinner seems totally legit to me 
Oh, interesting. For me, it's more about like general form. Like, like I definitely would not want two sort of like bready, bread-based meals back to back. Like I yeah, wouldn't, I wouldn't I, want pizza at lunch and pizza at dinner. Now, not to say that I haven't done it, but it doesn't feel right to me. I think I've had focaccia for lunch and pizza for dinner within the last week. Oh, nice. I also don't love the idea of like pasta and pizza in the same day, but I've been known to do it a lot. Okay. Well, what to you is is like like the perfect like, you know, two poles, like, you know, that this this thing for lunch and this thing for dinner seem like uh, they don't uh, they have no interference with each other in terms of form whatsoever. Mm, I think um, in general, meat and not meat. Okay. Yeah, feels like a basic form to me that I tend to be drawn to. Um, How about something puffed for lunch and something <laughs> compressed for dinner? <laughs> but the compression is part of what made the puff happen. But yeah, you're right. But what about compressed watermelon? That's a thing I think exists. Oh my god! Do you remember when we when people used to go out to restaurants and eat stuff like that? <laughs> vaguely like it doesn't seem real anymore it doesn't isn't it weird how fast it stopped seeming real yeah although to be fair like that kind of dining sort of stopped seeming real to me years ago after i stopped being a professional restaurant critic yeah yeah i think that i think it stopped feeling real to me a couple years into owning a restaurant when I, oh yeah sure. when i i think like you know every we, day you would go in and <laughs> compress the watermelon no, in no, the we, morning we ate in restaurants a lot more once we owned a restaurant yeah because you sort of get to know people in the industry and or you just don't want to cook on your day off yep and i think very quickly i came to discover that like fancy like fine dining or like quote unquote like very inventive innovative dining was not what i wanted to eat yeah like in the sense of like fueling myself right yeah i agree so in general i think that like uh, one really starchy meal a day and one meaty meal a day feels like a really good balance to me yeah that sounds pretty good to me too yeah anyway okay hold on matthew we have another segment and it's called cute animals it's called cute animals you need to know The cute animal this week also comes from uh, from a listener on Reddit. This uh, this listener's uh, username is Chameleon88 or possibly Chom Elion88. Okay. Uh, and because there's a there's an underscore between Cam and Elian, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, it is dumpling a pet puffer fish. I love the idea of a, a puffer fish that is a pet and that is named dumpling. It's very cute. And is is. Is this uh, this Reddit user who posted it, is this someone who's in our Spilled Milk subreddit? That's right. Oh, gosh. Thank you, listener. Let's just say Chameleon88. Okay. Oh, here we go. Oh, my God. So this puffer fish is going to eat some cuttlefish, and it's, and it's like just this hungry, hungry little lump. Oh, my God. The cuttlefish is really interesting looking. Oh, my God. Dumpling is... Ooh. Oh, Hold on, they're cutting the legs off the cuttlefish and taking the legs over over to Dumpling. Oh my God, Dumpling is so excited. Yeah. <gasps> oh, Dumpling, oh my God. Dumpling has so much personality. I know, I think Dumpling is our first cute fish, Oh maybe? my God, Dumpling. Oh my God, Dumpling is adorable. 
Oh my yep. God, his big eyes. Oh, I'm just in awe of Dublin. Okay, so so we will definitely put the link in the in the episode description. Oh, this is uh, delightful. Everybody go watch Dumpling. Yeah, so if you have a suggestion for a cute animal, you can post it at reddit.com slash r slash everything spilled milk or just email it to me at contact at spilledmilkpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. An email address where you can, you can uh, get your email directly to me, host Matthew, and I'll read it. And I he, might even respond. He will read it and he'll probably forward it to me too. What a guy. Yeah. Okay, so make it good, everybody. I want to see this email, too. And now um, it's time for... <laughs> now, now, but wow! But wow. Yes. Okay, <laughs> that, was, that was the best epi- segment introduction we've ever done. <laughs> now, but wow! Matthew, can I go first? You may. So, you know, I have to say that my now but wow this week is something that the rest of the world probably has already been into. Wait, is it going to be driver's license? No, it's not. It's not. So I, I forever have a lot of books on hold at the library. And this week... Finally, my hold came up for Ross Gay's Book of Delights. Have you read this book? I have not. Oh, my God. Okay, you and I are like the last two people on earth. Um, Anyway, Ross Gay is a poet, and this book got a tremendous amount of well-deserved praise. Basically, Ross Gay decided for a whole year to sort of chronicle in kind of um, casual essays each day. And I say casual because I think he had some rules like... uh, uh, writing writing it by hand, not spending too much time, etc. He decided to write an essay each day about uh, something that like delighted him. And so Excellent. from what I understand, it winds up ranging from like, you know, gardening to I'm not sure what else because I just brought it home from the library. But anyway, I've been waiting for this book forever and I'm so excited. I don't know why I didn't just go buy it but maybe because it's just so fun to finally have something be ready at the library. So I am really excited this week to finally get my hands on the Book of Delights. My my pick this week is is the delight of having things come in at the library. It's yes, it's it never ends. Okay, I want to I as you were said that first of all, I put a hold on the book at the library as you were telling me about it. Great. Uh, and uh, I also have a book that I want to recommend, but I'm going to save it for next week after I'm going to finish that book. And this week I'm going to tell you about a podcast called the Add to Cart podcast. Uh, uh, which is hosted by uh, Kulap Vilaisak, who is a, a, a great actor and uh, and director and comedian, and uh, Suchin Pak. They every week talk about um, like the thing, kind of the things that they are adding to their cart, either literally or figuratively, and like ha- ha- are deciding like whether to go all in on buying or doing that thing. And it's both a comedy show and a show that like takes like surprisingly serious but still like you know i'm sort of afraid of serious entertainment i know you're this isn't too serious for me even though you know they talk about things like you know discrimination and hate crimes against asian americans on a recent episode like this this show feels like like very real and uh and is also very funny and uh it's called add to cart get it where you get podcasts it's free cool all right well uh this has been another episode of spilled milk and all its segments (laughs) Yeah, we we did three segments this week, just like the three segments. Wait, 
Th- oh, those dear. aren't seg. Wait. So an in- an insect has a head, yeah, a, a thorax. thorax, and an abdomen. But it might also those those like individual parts might also be segmented, right? Uh, I think. Or, so. I think. I don't okay. know, Matthew. We need to go back to Arthropods 101. <sighs> we need to go back to Arthropods 101. Maybe maybe there's like an online Arthropods course we could take. Maybe we could just sit in. Uh, you're probably already sitting in on online Arthropod school <laughs> with June, right? I am. I am. Yeah. I have okay. A, so I have a so child basically. Doing online learning. Yeah, it's your it's your responsibility to soak up this arthropod <sighs> knowledge Man. and uh, and transmit it to me next week. Okay. In the same way that a, that an animal might transmit food to their young by regurgitating it into their mouths. Oh, yes, I can't wait. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. So okay. our, uh, our episode next week sneak preview is going to be uh, regurgitated food. <laughs> Oh, my God. Everyone has turned off the show by now, Matthew. Let's just That's wrap fine. it up. Our producer is Abby Circatella. You can find us online, SpilledMilkPodcast.com and uh, Reddit.com slash R slash Everything Spilled Milk is a great place to talk about the show. I don't know. That's that's it, right? Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, until next time, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. The show that's hydrated to a specific percentage placed in a cylindrical chamber and, yes. and then and then goes through flash vaporization in your ears. I'm Matthew Amsterburton. <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> you are having so many mishaps. <laughs> Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.